0: inspired by hip-hop and the faith culture the sanctuary in my solitude the thoughts feelings and life lessons of an imperfect christian by anthony kisik is beautifulfeetentertainment.com's work in print it is a book of poetry and it's available through iuniverse.com amazon.com beautifulfeetentertainment.com and the links are also available in our social media and podcast so please consider The Sanctuary of My Solitude if you're looking for a next great read. Thank you so much.
1: This is the Beautiful Feet Podcast. A partnership with BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Follow us on social media at Beautiful Feet Entertainment and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beautiful Feet Podcast. My name is Anthony.
0: And I'm Jessica.
1: And this week, um, we're going ahead and we're doing another song review, uh, also by Hobson. So, uh, we're going to go into that. The song is called um, What's My Purpose. It is off the Knock Madness album that came out in 2013. So, you actually had picked this song.
0: Yes, yes, I did. I just felt like the title was really intriguing because I feel like that is a question that once you reach a certain point or age in your life, everyone, everyone, I don't care who you are, like we have sat back and been like, oh, well, why am I here? Kind of like, what's my purpose? Like it's a question we've all asked ourselves.
1: Absolutely. Um, so the title, you know, What's My Purpose? You first heard that and you were like, everybody's been through this, everyone's questioned that. So what did you think the song was gonna be about?
0: I thought it was gonna be a little bit more of a song of self-discovery, of like realizing that rap and hip-hop was his passion, and that he was meant to be an artist, you know, like that kind of a thing.
1: And what did we get?
0: Oh, we got so much more than that. Okay, but um, like Anthony and I were saying in our previous song review, that this album came out in 2013, we are now in the midst of 2020 but even though this song is seven years old i feel like it is so timely for what we're going through right now
1: okay so it, this is one of the songs that kind of every verse um starts off with like a series of questions right but it's not like again it, it they're not simple questions to an- answer um you know what i mean they're not they're not just like, yeah, I, I, what's my purpose? Well, my purpose is to make music. Like, there's something deeper to it. Well,
0: me. the very initial set of questions talks about where do we live and who owns it.
1: And he he's speaking not only about this planet Earth, right? So he starts off with planet Earth, who owns it? Uh, but he's also talking about, you know, the actual world that we live in, the society we currently live in.
0: And he talks about how people are, like, again, further on in the song, how people are so focused in on their phones.
1: Yeah, I love that line where he's basically like, I don't know the lyrics off the top of my head, but he basically gets to the point where he's like, you know, we should be doing more with our lives when people are stuck inside their iPhones. So, like, he's talking about the slavery of, 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 of technology. He's talking about the slavery of the society of you know, posting uh, statuses on an hourly basis and constantly tweeting about what what you're eating and what what you're working out. And
0: And he talks about how he just just hates other humans so much. And I feel like especially if you've had any retail experience, you've probably reached that moment in your life as well where you're like, you know what, I'm just kind of done. Like, I just want to live on an island of my own. Um, But the thing that I thought was really timely was how he was talking about the fact that basically because of his skin color he will still probably be hated by the cops
1: yeah um so before like we should have probably put this a few minutes beforehand but this song does have language it does have um a lot of uh, heavy imagery I guess is a way to put it so if you're gonna listen to it listen to it knowing that that's what you're gonna hear um
0: it's not if you're happy and you know it clap your hands like let's just
1: yeah um and most of the songs that i i do reviews on they are secular because not because i'm trying to promote what they're talking about but i'm trying to look at it from the standpoint of what can we learn from this individual um that might help us in our faith walk or help us in in testifying to people who have those questions right so that's why we do those reviews of secular hip-hop songs because if one person can write about it then that means there's there's a mass of other people who might have similar or the same questions
0: well and hip-hop really is a pulse that it just resonates through so much of not only our country but worldwide there are hip-hop fans
1: absolutely um so yeah this the song like he starts off just answering que- well, asking questions so, pardon me and basically I, I don't feel like there's a defined answer in a lot of these questions but a lot of them are society based right a lot of them are you know um you know like one of the ones that i see here he says who's trying to help these ghetto neighborhoods where kids die you know and he's saying you know what how far along would you be if you did try so basically this idea of like if you tried it your goal where would you actually be instead of just complaining about it and then to go a little further he's talking about hey if you actually like who's looking who's taking care of these neighborhoods where young kids are dying You know, and you had even mentioned the lyric where he talks about, um, he would still be, you know, no matter how successful he was, he might still be disliked or hated because he has dark skin. Um, And that is very timely. Like, these are questions that I think people are dealing with on a regular basis, no matter what year you're in, no matter when you hear this, um, you can relate to it at some point.
0: So, Hobson, from what we've just uncovered by very briefly scratching the surface, if you'll remember in our last review, um, we talked about Old Friend, which is a song that is very emotional, Um, but this song also carries a lot of different emotions with it as well. You, You do see anger, you see resentment, you see almost this apathetic vision of life because he's like, I can't stand humans, I hate humans, but... I am I'm also a, like a human myself. And so, the human condition is nothing new. This is just a new way to express these feelings.
1: Yeah, and and, and the thing is, is, again, this is another thing I like about Hobson. Uh, he's very um, conscious of what's going on in culture. And what I mean is, in this song and other songs, he talks about how the only reason we buy certain products is because of the name of the product, right? You buy a computer, you might buy an a, a Apple computer, not because the Apple computer is good, but because it's an Apple computer. So now you have a status.
0: So that speaks to the consumerism of our culture.
1: Yeah, and he he speaks on it from two points of view. One, you know, he puts out content, so he needs consumers, right? We talked about that last time with. Um, how record labels work right you have to buy what they're selling for them to get paid so he has that side and then he has the side that goes don't just do it for status Mm -hmm. don't buy that fancy watch or that fancy car for status um he's actually gotten to the point with his you know in his personal life uh he wrote a song where basically he was like i'm leaving music for a while um, and you know he basically throwing not throwing away but throwing away all his fame all his fortune because he got so fed up with whatever he was going on in his life and he, did, he literally moved to another continent
0: well I feel like we see this play out time and time again where people when they're in poverty or hey I'm not a rock star they think oh if I had fame and fortune I'd be you know Top of the hill it would solve all of my problems, but having a bigger bank account is not gonna make those things in your life go away. Yes, it may alleviate things from an economic standpoint, but you're still gonna have to grapple with with um problems in your life that existed before you got famous.
1: Exactly. And um again, this is another one of those authentic things about Hobson that I'm just like, dude, if he leaves hip hop, It won't be because he made enough money and he could retire. It will be, I'm done. I've done my part. I'm ready to exit. And I don't want you guys to deal with me no more.
0: Well, we see this with actors and actresses too. Especially um, like child actors. Um, They just don't always want to continue acting into adulthood. So they might have gone from... Uh, being very famous for certain films and then now that they're adults they work just regular 9 to 5 you know but anyway back to What's My Purpose by Hobson <laughs> so
1: <laughs> yeah he just he, he's constantly asking questions and I mean any album you get from him he's, he's going to have those songs where he's just like what's life about what is my purpose even with what I've accomplished um, how do I keep I guess myself happy, or however he wants to put it. Um,
0: so it's not going to be, you know, like bubblegum pop music.
1: No, it's very authentic.
0: So this is also going to be thought provoking and perhaps leading to good uh, discussions amongst our listeners as well.
1: Well, and, and again, that's why I love doing these kind of music reviews. It doesn't matter if it's Christian music, secular music, if you listen to the lyrics and you go deeper, uh, you could have thought-provoking conversation, right? You could sit there and say, well, what is my purpose? And like you had said, this is a very emotionally heavy song. Uh, I'm going to say it the way it is. He's angry, right? He's mad at humans, but he's he knows that he's also part of the problem because he is human.
0: Well, look at the, like you were saying, the different context for his human interactions that he's seeing. He's seeing areas where children are perishing probably due to gang violence
1: or malnutrition or, or malnutrition a bunch so, of like, other things right like i don't know where he grew up i know it was somewhere in california i don't know um his economic status as a kid i can imagine at times it was rough it was not easy um
0: so to see someone who, like this, these child or children who could have had a bright future, to have that be snatched away from them, that is a justifiable reason to be angry. But that's only one of the, the touchstones that he comments on during the song.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's cool because, again, there's, excuse me, there's a verse in there uh where he's taught he actually takes uh takes aim or takes shots at hip-hop the culture and that's funny because he's an artist right he's a hip-hop artist he says and i'm gonna kind of paraphrase it but he basically says um basically saying these rappers blow up uh but through my eyes they're not as real to me they constantly conceal. Uh, sc- sorry. They constantly conceal the beast, but never try to heal the streets. Uh, they're telling girls basically to uh, be promiscuous, but never make them feel n- unique. So basically, he's saying, you know what? We treat women like objects. Never let them know their full potential. He's basically saying they're not being authentic in in this in this hip hop genre. They're they're playing an image. I mean, he kind of goes the whole way with it and just basically says a lot of these guys are fake. Um, And why would that be important to someone like Hopson?
0: Well, it's important to him because he is so authentic in the artwork that he puts out. And also, I feel like because he's calling out how other people are... It's almost like they're trying to condition these young girls to look and think about themselves in a certain way or have boys treat them in a certain way and have that be okay but he's saying like no like they need to be cherished and held to a good standard and like you need to be pouring into these neighborhoods that desperately need funding so that these children can have futures
1: well and as somebody who not only grew up Loving hip hop Listening to hip hop But seeing the effects on hip hop As a teacher right? I I used to teach a couple years back And I would see Young girls Again I'm not talking about 10, 15 And maybe about 15 or so They start to be They, they start to act more mature Because They start to dress more mature They start to Uh, I don't know if they experimented with sexuality I'm not obviously I didn't get that deep into any of it but the truth of the fact is they felt like they had it seemed like they felt like they had to act that way because society dictated it that way and I feel like what Hobson was trying to say is if we like you were saying if we guide the thoughts of the young meaning the boys and the girls To realize they don't have to be in this matrix mindset where the the world tells you how to act. You can break that mold.
0: Well, it's it's really the concept of okay. These are influential people. But are they using their resources to benefit the community that they probably came from?
1: Yeah. Um, And I mean, just this lyric right here. He says... And again, I'm not going to wrap it for you. I'm just going to say it. Uh, The Matrix got got you uh, young. Owning a debt you'll spend your entire life to pay. So, I mean, I I love that line because he's basically saying, the world tries to tell you, put yourself in debt, buy that car, buy that house, make sure it's fancy, but you're spending your entire life, working your entire life to pay it off.
0: Well, like a large percentage of... Advertising that's targeted tells a certain demographic of people whether it's young men, young women uh, I don't know, people who are in the workforce like we've all watched advertisements on TV they have a product they have highly sexualized people they basically make it seem like if you have that product you too can get that girl exactly uh,
1: and they don't care that you're gonna have to like Put that on a credit card because it's thousands of dollars. Um, and we're talking about shoes, clothes, jewelry, houses, cars. Like, people will will spend a lot of their money that they've earned to buy, like, a fancy car, right? Mm-hmm. And be paying that thing off for 10, 15 years, like, forever,
0: like, by the time you have that car paid off, it's not going to be cool and fancy anymore. Yeah,
1: it's going to be a rust bucket. It's not going to look great. And then they're going to be in the either in the middle of paying it off or you finally pay it off and be like, well, I need a new one.
0: Well, there are certain things that are good to invest in, like your child's college education. That is a very worthy and noble cause but, yeah, we should not have to feel like every citizen here has to go into debt just so they can get a better job because they need to have a college degree.
1: Yeah, I mean, and the truth is, is like, Hobson, going back to the song, he, he pursued a passion. Uh, he fell in love with music at a young age. Um, he started making it himself. He started teaching himself how to record, how to master CD, how to work this uh, this industry so that he can make a living out of it. Now, I spoke about it in the last um, review that we did. How he basically left America and moved to, I believe, Australia. Um, I don't know why he did that. Except for he was just kind of fed up with stuff. And, you know, I think he has uh, a son out in Australia. So, he wanted to be closer to him. Um, but, like, he's just... He, he took his passion with him, but he also doesn't put out music as much anymore. Uh, in the last year, he's put out two or three songs instead of albums. You know what I mean? Songs. So it's just the idea of... you know He followed the passion, but at the same time, he's like, I'm not going to let it capture me to the point where I can't get out of it.
0: Did you want to talk about this next set of lyrics, or where do you want to go with uh, this? Honestly,
1: those are just... Those are just kind of set that way, but, um. Oh,
0: okay. I wasn't sure if you had it pulled up for a reason.
1: No. So, was there anything more about the song you wanted to speak on, or?
0: I just feel like it touched on so many different issues that are so prevalent, especially, um, with the cl- the climate of everything that's going on right now, um. Honestly if I didn't Like if Anthony hadn't told me Oh yeah this was written in 2013 I would have thought that perhaps it was written During 2020 That's how just yeah. appropriate and timely It seemed to me
1: <laughs> Speaking of 2020 uh, Hobson has actually put out Two songs in 2020 uh, I'm not gonna We're not gonna play them but One of them is called Kumbaya And the other one is called um, uh, Let me find it Give me one second the other one is called COVID Mansion. He's talking about how he's stuck in, in Thailand for COVID. So um, I thought that was just funny. So yeah, he's, I don't know, he's just one of those artists that like, the more I hear him, the more I dig into his lyrics. I just I have a lot of respect for the dude. The fact that he's he, he chased a passion, but at the same time, I love the fact that he's like, you know what, I could I leave all this behind and I'd be okay. You know, I'm not entangled in it, I, I, you know, so. Well,
0: because I feel like, honestly, when you're a younger person, when you're high school or early college age, you do kind of feel like, oh, I have to pursue my passion. If I don't do that, like, I just feel like my soul's going to wither away, you know. But, like, there is nothing wrong with, okay, Perhaps my passion becomes a hobby and I work a regular 9-to-5. Like, if that's you, like, don't feel bad about
1: it. And here's the honest truth. There's another song that Hobson has um, that's similar to this one, Uh, but he also talks about education and how education, meaning college and further education, um, it's great, again, but at the same time, it's kind of a, a lie because they sell you this idea if you go to college and get good grades, you automatically are, like, number one for the best job out there. And he's like, that's not always the case.
0: Well, because even if you do get a job in your desired field, you might not get the position that you want right away. Like, you're going to have to start at the bottom and work your way up.
1: And the truth is, is a lot of people, they, they, they go to school, again, kind of with this idea that as long as I'm, I go to college, everything's going to be fine. They get a college degree and it goes nowhere. Um, They can't get a job in their field or their field is so broad that it's hard to make a career out of it or whatever. Um, And there's nothing wrong with college, but Hobson kind of speaks on it and says, you know, you got to work for what you have, but at the same time, like college is not the answer for everybody. You know what I mean? But we kind of were fed this lie that or well, this idea that if you go to college your life will be fine.
0: There are so many jobs now that require you to have, if not a bachelor's degree, at least an associate's degree. Like having yeah. a high school degree just that in and of itself, it. it really narrows your job opportunities that are gonna be available to you.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I mean that that's that's this song. That's uh what's my purpose? Um
0: so Is I think you said there's one more song from Hobson that we're going to be covering.
1: Yeah, so this next song um, that we'll be talking about, it's uh, it's called Ill Mind Number 7. So basically, um, way back early in his career, Hobson started this thing called Ill Mind. It's called the Ill Mind of Hobson. And um, basically, when he feels like there's something he needs to talk about that might not fit with other songs or other music. He kind of puts it in this category. Um,
0: so it's like a catch-all, I guess.
1: Yeah. Uh, and actually, it was I think it was Ill Mind number four that kind of helped boost his career because it became super popular. Um, but Ill Mind seven really kind of brings out some uh, very interesting questions, actually, from uh, um, four Christians because... At one point in time, Hobson considered himself a Christian, and he's struggling with his belief, so that's what the song was about.
0: Well, and I feel like that is very authentic to the experience that so many people, again, pro- probably young people, I would say college-age people... Um, if you're going off to college if you're on your own alone for the first time and say you've always been in church if you're outside of that environment you might question like well is it really important to have my faith or keep my faith Or you might find a Brand new faith or no faith at all. So I yeah. feel like, again, that's a very timely message for Christians because I feel like, again, we've all struggled with our faith and that's not yeah. a bad thing. That's nothing to be ashamed of. I feel like that's normal because that's a part of how we grow and develop as people is to question things.
1: Of course. Um, so we'll be talking about that in a, in a future podcast. Um, but we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back uh, with the Beautiful Free podcast. What's up everybody, this is your boy Ken, aka Mr. Gentleman of Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast and you are now listening to The Beautiful Feet Podcast. Like and subscribe. This episode of The Beautiful Feet Podcast is brought to you by The Sanctuary of My Solitude, a published book of poetry by me, Anthony Giesick. You can pick up your copy at beautifulfeetentertainment.com at iuniverse.com and amazon.com Welcome back to the Beautiful Feet podcast. Um so in this section um before we jump into our next Bible um book that we're going to go into, we're going to take a couple weeks and we're just going to talk about peace. Um and just kind of what that means and what we need uh why we need peace. Um and the idea of this came out um, simply because um, I had thrown uh, some suggestions out to um, our co op, uh, and one person responded back with, like, hey, talk about peace. And so, and one person actually suggested talking about Proverbs. So, Jessica, we're going to go ahead and blend these two together.
0: Yes, for the month of July, we're going to be taking, again, like you said, the next four weeks to look at Proverbs and look at Proverbs that are specifically about the topic of peace. And then in August, we're going to be starting in on the book of Romans. Again, that was another one of the suggestions for our feedback. So thank you very much to our podcast co-op.
1: Yeah. And um, so how did we go ahead and pick today's verse?
0: Well... I'm honestly also leading a Bible study with two women who live in the valley where we are, but because of everything going on, we're going to be meeting digitally, so that was also a thing that they have wanted to study because we've been going through Proverbs as well. Um, but how I actually found the verses that we're going to be looking at today is I, we both have the Uversion Bible app. If you're not familiar with it, hop on the Google Play Store or however you get apps. Type in version. It's an app of the Bible. It's super handy because once you have it downloaded, you can just... There's like a little Bible icon. You click it. You can go to the little magnifying glass, the search icon. And then it it gives you suggestions of what you want to search about. And Peace is the second suggestion that comes up. And then from there, what I did was I went to a little tab, let's see, let me get it here at the top. I picked the NIV version, and then the third tab from the top, I guess, you can pick which book you're looking at. So I selected Proverbs. So today we're going to be looking at two verses that are in Proverbs chapter three.
1: Okay. Uh, So... Before we jump into Proverbs, would you mind giving us some background into the book of Proverbs?
0: Okay, Um, for those of you who are still learning about the Bible and what it is, Proverbs is going to be in the Old Testament. So the Bible has two main portions of it, the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Old Testament is really like the book of Israel's history, and then the New Testament tells us about Jesus and his ministry. So we're in the Old Testament, and Proverbs was predominantly written by a man named Solomon. Now Solomon was the son of King David. And for those of you, again, who are still kind of figuring out the Bible, learning what it's all about, you might have heard about David and Goliath. It's that same individual. So Solomon is his son. And Solomon had a very unique request from God because he specifically asked God for wisdom. And Proverbs and Ecclesiastes are his notes to the rest of us about what he has learned.
1: Yeah, and um, the interesting thing about um, Solomon is because he was the son son of a king and he eventually became king, Here's a man who had all the riches in the world. I think it, um, and many scholars consider him like the richest man ever to have lived. Um, but he's also definitely one of the wisest. But, so, through Psalms, sorry, through Proverbs. Proverbs sorry, through Proverbs, you see he's giving this wisdom to us. Uh, but none of that wisdom actually relays or talks about his his wealth because he realized and he says this in Ecclesiastes um, basically the wealth and the women that he had this dude had what did we say 12 wives oh I that. think
0: it's more than 12 he
1: might have had more but he had a lot of women but he realized this is not satisfying him uh and you had mentioned this, how each and every one of us has this God-shaped hole in our lives, in our hearts, and it's only through God that we're able to fill that hole, to fill a uh, fully fulfilled uh, in who we are, and Solomon figured that out, and that's generally what a lot of these proverbs are going to lead back to. Um,
0: and we pick the topic of peace, honestly, because in our world today, it is so um, tumultuous right now. So we figured it'd be a very fitting thing to just take a few weeks and really just unpack these this encouragement from the Word of God.
1: Absolutely. So with that being said, let's jump into Proverbs chapter 3. We're not going to read the whole proverb because it's kind of a longer one. So please, read along with us, read it for yourself, dig into God's Word. Would you mind opening up Proverbs chapter 3?
0: Yes, let's see here. Okay, so the two Proverbs that we're going to be looking at are Proverbs chapter 3 verse 2 and then verse 17. So let, me, let me get to the right bookmark here. Okay. So starting in verse 1. My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. Here we are at verse 2. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. And now in verse 17, he's talking about wisdom. And he personifies wisdom um, as a woman. So I'm going to go up to verse 16. Long life is in her right hand, and in her left hand are riches and honor. Here's verse 17, her ways are pleasant ways and all of her paths are peace. Verse 18, she is the tree of life to those who take hold of her. To those who hold her fast, they will be blessed. So we're talking about paths that are peaceful. And we're also talking about the fact that holding wisdom and adhering to these sayings, that will allow you to have like, it will bring peace into your life.
1: So let's focus on that first section, right? Verses one through three. What 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 can we pull out of that? Just that section right there.
0: Well, obviously, it was something that was on Solomon's heart that he was able to write these down for future generations. He's not doing this for himself.
1: No. In a lot of his... Uh, Writings a lot of his proverbs. He'll say Listen to my word my sons listen my children. He's speaking Directly to his kids, but at the same time I honestly believe he's speaking directly to generations after him because He has this wisdom that nobody else was able to possess at that time Um, and I would honestly I would argue that in many cases he's able to have a wisdom that nobody has in general. So, uh, would you mind going over verses 1-3 through one last time?
0: Uh, it says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart. For they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you, and bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Um, the rest of the We'll just go verse 4 because it's the rest of the sentence. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man.
1: Thank you. Uh, So looking at that, he says, he's encouraging us, like, listen to his teaching. And he says, because that teaching is what's going to bring peace to your life. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, we are generations removed from Solomon, right? Right? How, how do we apply this?
0: Well, he talks about having a good name and finding favor in God's sight and the sight of man. That's basically like saying, if you are a person who's going to embody these attributes, you're going to have a good reputation. So that's something that we can do, even in our modern day world, as far as like how you, how you do business in your workplace, how you treat people, the ethics with which you yeah. live your lives.
1: And again, going back to his teaching, if we read the book of Proverbs, and we take it to heart, and we walk those out, um, it says that's going to bring you peace.
0: Well, and even Solomon admits the fact that we are going to see people who are wicked, or who are doing evil, that they are going to be prospering, but that those initial gains are just going to fade away and... The, the people who are really going to see lasting um, prosperity are going to be the people who are righteous.
1: Now keep in mind, this idea of prosperity is not always financial.
0: Yes. he's He doesn't speak simply in monetary, like, hey, here's what, what we would think of as like what you have in your bank account. That's not really the attribute that he's trying to get to. I think he's just, again... Reminding us that God is a God of provision because he takes care of all of our needs. Yeah. So like food, shelter, clothing. That is guaranteed.
1: Absolutely. Um, So by saying, again, I'm going to keep harboring on this. But like by saying, you know, follow his teachings and that brings peace. That applies to our relationship with God, right? If we follow God's teaching... And we mm-hmm. follow what God has for us. That's gonna bring us peace because we're walking in a path that God is blessing, that God is is directing, and we're able to keep um, really keep our focus on what we're doing. We don't get distracted by um, the worldly things around us, the people around us, the uh, wealth around us. We're only focused on what God is calling us to do and god allows peace into our heart right um and you had mentioned something else about um having inner peace would you want to speak on that for a brief moment
0: yes i feel like the concept of peace it's one of those vague words that we throw around and we might not even really consider what that means but when god was setting up the foundations of creation His intent for us was that we live in peace with him. So because sin came into the world and separated us from God, I was talking with Anthony about the fact that one of the names for Jesus is that he is the Prince of Peace. And for us to have peace as a society, it starts with having peace in our homes. It's an individual thing that we have to come And be at peace with ourselves Before we can turn around And be at peace with others
1: Because the truth is Like we had mentioned earlier in this segment Um The world we live in is not peaceful Right? We have Anger, we have frustration We have protests going on We have looting, we have all type of things Uh, and that's just in today's culture But honestly Even day to day, um Operations have uh, a, a lack of peace. But if we have peace within our heart and we have peace with God, meaning we're in community with God, then we can express that peace to the world around us.
0: Well, and in verse 17, it does talk about how there is this concept of paths of peace. Like it's going to make all of your paths peaceful, and I don't think that is literally being like, okay, everything you're going to walk on is going to be like a smooth sidewalk. I think that's saying that if you move forward and you have wisdom and discretion when you're making decisions, then you can proceed in a peaceful way. So I always like to think of things in terms of opposites. So what is the opposite of the concept of peace? I feel like in this context, that would be Feeling hurried, feeling rushed, feeling these feelings of like, oh, I have to do something right away. And we know that God, when He's helping us find our path, we feel a peace about things. You hear people say that all the time oh, I just felt a peace about it, you yeah. know?
1: So, with that, like, I like this idea of when, again, when you're at peace, Basically, no matter what you're going through if you're at peace with your life and your heart and your relationship with Jesus like um, No matter what terrain your life is in You're gonna find the peace in that moment or you're gonna create the peace Right? you're gonna create an environment of peace where you might have uh, an issue with a co-worker, but because you were at peace with yourself you understand. You don't need to feed that that um, that brokenness or that uh, unpeaceful uh, feeling within that coworker relationship, right? You could actually br- bring peace to that relationship, even if it's not like you don't have to come to an agreement. It's simply being, I understand we're going to disagree. I'm going to leave it at that, and I'm going to go about my merry way.
0: Well, in Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, it's my favorite verse. It talks about, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and lean not on your own understanding, but in all of your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight. So in dealing with a co-worker, you might not be able to understand fully what's going on, why there's conflict But you just have to take that situation and pray over it and trust God with it and just do your best to try and bring about a peace there.
1: And in that, that's where the peace is going to come from because you're going to say, I did my portion um, of of building the relationship and bringing peace to the relationship. I'm going to give the rest over to God and let God work on the heart of my coworker or my family member or my friend. Or whoever it may be that you're having this issue of peace uh, with and it, that works for our society as well when you are dealing with a societal issue and there's no peace there you do what you can to develop that peace, you give the rest over to God and you trust that process
0: well and also too we're living in a unique moment in history where people feel isolated more than ever before so we, we have the opportunity to have this time to focus on self reflection and cultivating like that inner peace as well that I feel like we don't always take those moments to just stop and meditate on God's word and that is one of the things that he commands us to do is to not have ourselves be far from his word but to yeah. always be meditating on it
1: that goes back to you know verse 1 through 3 you know to 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 follow the teachings and hold what they even say hold it close to your heart right you can't you can't follow god and keep his teachings far from you you have to keep them close because that's when you're going to meditate on them you're going to focus on them and you're really going to allow them to guide you in your behaviors and to bring peace to a situation, so.
0: Well, and sometimes cultivating peace could be something as simple as doing something different from your normal routine. Like Anthony and I had the opportunity to go for a swim earlier today, and I feel like that was very peaceful.
1: Yeah, Uh, it broke us out of the mundane of just sitting and watching TV and eating food. Uh, We took a moment and we went ahead and we went swimming. We spent time together. It really was like a date day be which we haven't had in a while because of, you know, COVID and everything going on. Uh, we really just got the chance to spend time together with no distractions. And that brought peace to our relationship in a way that we were able just to bond all over again.
0: Sorry, there's like some dead air in time. Um yeah. So peace can be found in a variety of different circumstances. I feel like so many people associate peace with maybe like the Christmas holidays or just time to themselves. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I don't know. Like, what does what does peace look like to you?
1: Uh, uh peace for me, like it really, it really has to do with. Can I rest? Yes. You know, can I come home at the end of the day and rest? Um, Or is my mind racing? Or do I have that, like, heaviness in the pit of my stomach where I know I should be doing something or I know something's wrong or I know I need to speak about something that's bothering me? That's a lack of peace. Um, that's a situation I need to speak about pray about and and do something about um, in order to again to bring that peace to it Um, peace also the other level to it is my peace with God if I'm spending time with God if I'm praying on a regular basis if I remain connected to his word there's a piece there that allows me to handle difficult situations without, um, uh, you know, without being unsettled. So that's, that's my, that's peace.
0: Well, and Anthony can tell you that I am a list maker. So pretty much every day I have a whiteboard. I write down all the things I wanna get accomplished and I wanna get done for the day. And it's really once all that list is checked off that I can even remotely begin to think about like bringing peace or relaxation into my day because I just want to, you know, get my to-do list done.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So that's basically like, that's our overview right now of peace from the context of Proverbs chapter 3. Is there anything else that we need to mention um, from this proverb?
0: There was really a lot to unpack in this chapter. I honestly would urge you to just go back on your own time and read through it. I know, like he was saying, there is there is quite a bit to go through here. Um, he just... Solomon really touches on a lot of things as far as like how having wisdom, like in verse 8... He says that do not, or verse seven, do not be wise in your own eyes, fear the Lord and shun evil. Here's verse eight. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Like, I feel like that is, is just so much of what we're dealing with as a society right now is, um, we feel weary. We feel tired. We need nourishment. We need to be healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And so Solomon is basically saying, like, the way for you to have that nourishment is to stay close to the Lord.
1: Absolutely. Uh, And that's what I'm going to urge you guys to do. Stay close to God. No matter how well you know God, get to know God on another level. If that means praying a little bit more, speaking to friends and family who, who may attend church... Uh, That could be streaming church at home. You know, if you can't make it to a church service in person. um, That could be a lot of different things. But I would urge you to stay close to God. Stay close to the Lord. That way, you could have that peace in these difficult times.
0: Well, because there is, like... Obviously, when people think about being healthy, I think the first thing that comes to our mind is our actual physical health. But... There's our mental health as well. And with this particular series, we're looking at our spiritual health. Like, how can we give that a, a boost of some vitamin C, you yeah. know?
1: Is that C for Christ?
0: I guess so. We're getting some vitamin C for Christ.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not cheesy at all. Uh, but, yeah, so it's definitely one of those things that you, you need to make a dedicated effort to to take the time to connect with God to take the time to connect with people uh, to, to cultivate that peace. So, yeah, I think that's important.
0: Well, I feel like a lot of people who are questioning their faith right now feel like God isn't listening or that he doesn't want to hear from us. But I can guarantee you that God, God like, when we pray to him, our prayers, that earnest desire of our hearts, that is... That is something that is so special to God's heart. So he really does care.
1: He definitely does. Sorry about that. My alarm just went off. Usually it's the time I wake up. But um, yeah, God definitely wants to hear from you. He definitely wants that connection. Um,
0: And we're more than happy to pray for you if you have um, prayer requests or praises. Just please feel free to keep us involved Um, At Beautiful Feet Entertainment through Instagram, through BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com, Facebook, Twitter. There you go. There's a lot of different ways that you can get a hold of us.
1: Yeah. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to end it there. Would you mind praying for us? I would
0: love to pray for us. Okay. Oh, Father God, thank you so much for this wonderful day. We thank you for this time that we're entering into right now where we're just going to be blessed by your word and the study about peace in the weeks to come. We just pray a special blessing over our listeners right now that you would be with them and meet them wherever they are, that they would know that they are loved and cared for, God. We thank you, um... That you are a wonderful Creator, that you have set the heavens and the earth, and that you just have a plan for our lives as well. We just pray that through your Holy Spirit, that you would be speaking to us and just working on our hearts and allowing us to cultivate peace in our lives and peace in our world. We just thank you so much for your sacrifice of your Son Jesus. Um, we know that Jesus is the Prince of Peace, and that Jesus is the hope for the world, and it's in his precious name that we pray. Amen.
1: All right. Thank you for that. We're going to go ahead and end the episode there. Thank you guys for joining us, and uh, have a great one. Thank you for listening to the Beautiful Feet Podcast, a partnership of BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com. Please feel free to follow us on social media at BeautifulFeetEntertainment.com, please visit beautifulfeetentertainment.com and do not forget to like, share, and subscribe.